This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Uh, a lot more still to come, but I do want to get into this next issue here because this this was alarming. We heard about this court ruling yesterday afternoon, uh, and CISA scrambled to, to call a news conference to respond immediately afterward. But pretty scathing, a federal court judge finding that CISA's illegally capped, uh, potentially revealing so-called metadata, over a 10-year period. Now, the judge found that CSIS breached its duty to inform the court uh, of this data collection program and that they should not have retained the information, saying that it was not in any way directly related to any security threats. So why was CSIS gathering this information? More to the point, why were they keeping this information? It was apparently gathered using judicial warrants. That's why there was an obligation to inform the court. So the director of CSIS expressing some regrets, saying they've taken immediate actions to respond. But it seems as though everyone was just caught off guard by this, the existence of this database. Uh, well, someone who's been following the story wrote a piece about it today uh, up at Vice.com is Justin Ling with uh, Vice News. Uh, Justin, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. All right. So the existence of this database, I mean, we nobody seemed to know about this up until uh, yesterday. No, no, no. This was in, entirely secret to the point where even the court said they had no idea this existed. Um, the public safety minister, Ralph Goodale, even kind of implied that he didn't know this was really a thing until uh, earlier in October, potentially uh, you know, earlier in 2016. But one way or the other, this organization, this uh, analysis center that is housed in Ottawa that we've never heard anything about, has you know been pretty a uh, pretty closely guarded secret. There's a couple of really oblique references here and there from a job posting from a report from a couple of years ago, but generally this has been a very closely guarded secret. Uh, never mind the program where they've been illegally keeping uh, our information on a government database to be used in any future investigation they feel like. Well, and, and you know, the, even though this was made public yesterday, as you point out in your piece, this is all still heavily redacted. So in terms of the, the nature of this data or in terms of the nature of some of these investigations, it's still a lot we don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, there, there, there's a, a thousand different questions about exactly how this was used, um, what parameters were around it, you know, uh, even what the what CSIS is now agreeing to in terms of uh, data retention for, for other types of information. This, the, a lot of this is still very much up in the air, uh, and we're likely never going to find much more about unless somebody like Edward Snowden comes around and leaks some of this information, or the government feels like being uh, a little more transparent about issues that uh, arise like this. And I think both of those are pretty unlikely. Uh, ultimately, you know, what we found out yesterday is extraordinary, and we only found out about it because uh, this judge, Justice uh, Simon Noel, uh, basically said that this program was illegal, and therefore they have no right to keep it a secret. Uh, if he had decided the other way, if he decided, in fact, this program was legal, we would have never found out about this. Now, what's going to happen to all of this data? Well, that's it. We don't know. So, you know, why was she just collecting this data, right? This data was collected under warrant. So if they were tapping someone's phone lines or intercepting their email, uh, they would wind up with a lot of information on people that had nothing to do with the investigation. Let's say you called a wrong number, uh, and that number you dialed incorrectly happens to be somebody who's under investigation by CSIS. Well, your phone number ended up 
honesty says wiretap. Uh, your your conversation may have ended up uh, on the on the uh, on the wiretap. Uh, some of your email signature may have ended up on there. Well, that information under law is supposed to be deleted. But instead of deleting it, instead of deleting all of it, she just kind of went to the court and said, "Well, we're deleting the main portion of it." but then neglected to tell anybody that they're going to take the metadata, which could include your phone number, your name, your address, your Google search, search history, your IP address, your GPS location, you name it, um, was being stored in this database and then cross-referenced on potentially any future investigation. That is insane. That is, that is an obviously illegal practice that the court was flabbergasted to learn about. When the court told them it was illegal, the court stopped short of ordering them to delete it. The court actually wasn't sure it actually had the jurisdiction or the authority to tell CSIS what to do with that data. So it's kind of up to CSIS itself or the Minister of Public Safety. And thus far, neither have said they're going to delete it. They've said they've restricted access to it and that they've kind of quarantined it and are reviewing the information, but they haven't promised to delete it, which is a real problem. You know, my phone number might be in there. My email address might be in there. My GPS location might be in there. You know, I've contacted people who have been under investigation before. My information might be in there. And right now it's sitting on a server in a secret location in Ottawa that uh, and, and it could be there for quite some time. Well, and and you know what you're going to hear from a lot of people. They're going to say, "Well, look, I'm, I'm I got nothing to hide. Why, why should I care if CSIS has my phone number in some weird secret database somewhere?" You know, here's a good explanation: is that sometimes the cops are incompetent, and that includes CSIS or whoever else. Um, and it means if they have your information, you may get swept up into an investigation that you have nothing to do with. Sometimes they make mistakes, and the more information you have sitting on a government server that it's going to be cross-referenced, uh, you know, indefinitely into the future, the higher the likelihood is that you somehow wind up as a part of an investigation that you were never supposed to be a part of. Uh, maybe that means you end up on the no-fly list as you know. Dozens, if not hundreds, of innocent Canadians have uh, have done thus far. Maybe it means that uh, you know they do end up getting a warrant uh, to surveil you, uh, and that you do end up under surveillance, even though you're doing nothing wrong. These things happen. The entire point of this program, the entire point of these laws, the point of these regulations to del- to force CSIS to delete your information if they have it, if you're not under investigation, is to avoid things exactly like this. To make sure that if you're uh, going about your business lawfully, that you're not going to have your information scooped up and placed in the government database to be uh, run through or combed through every time CSIS can't find a lead on an investigation. You know, nobody wants this. I mean, there's one thing to be said that, you know, you don't want all your information encrypted or you don't want to, you know, uh, tie the hands of CSIS. There's an argument to be made there. But it's quite another to give them free reign to just indiscriminately collect and, and comb through our data without any justification. And let's be clear, they had no justification for keeping this data. They couldn't produce one. They could not produce a justification that was it was part of an investigation or a prosecution. They could not make the argument that it was uh, integral for public safety uh, or national security. They couldn't make an argument for this. They simply said, we think we're allowed to do this, and at one point actually told the court, you don't have the authority to tell us not to. The court obviously disagreed and was incredulous that CSIS, a body governed by the courts, would ever make such an argument. Well, and let's be clear. They're, they're keeping it for a reason. They're keeping it because it has a purpose. This, this information is there to be utilized. Yeah, it, it has a purpose in the same way that putting wiretaps on any random citizen would have a purpose. Yeah, the more data you have, the easier it is going to be to investigate future crimes or future investigations. But there's no real purpose for why they have this information. Again, anybody who wound up, anybody who wound up under, uh, you know, getting caught up in a warrant 
would have their information taken and stored in this database. So, you know, if, if you're surveilling a journalist, anyone who that journalist contacted, if you're, as, as we learned that happened several times in Quebec this week, uh, if CSIS happens to be um, surveilling, uh, you know, a company, every person who came in contact with that company, lawfully or not, would have their information scooped up in this warrant and would be placed into this database. It potentially. I mean, as far as the court ruling suggested, that's exactly what was happening. So this is significant and widespread. This is not just a case of one or two people getting getting caught into an investigation where they were doing nothing wrong. This is potentially, a, and I'm quoting the judge here, a large number of innocent Canadians. Um, so, you know, this is, this is, there is a purpose behind doing this, but the purpose is not lawful, and the court said that. It was interesting to see Ralph Goodale's response to, to all of this, and, and maybe on the surface there would have been the temptation to, to point a finger at the previous government and say that this is all, this is all their fault. He didn't do that. So what do you make of, of what he was offering yesterday in terms of an explanation, and what do we know about the, the origins of this, which apparently go back to 2006? Well, there's two very good reasons why Ralph Goodell, uh wasn't putting this in the previous government, because based on my reading of this judgment, it originates from the Liberal government in 2005, when Anne McClellan was Justice Minister, my understa- or sorry, Public Safety Minister. My understanding is that this... This, this program, insofar as it may have been authorized by the minister of the day, was authorized by the liberals. Uh, what's more is that the justice minister, the liberal justice minister of today, uh, Jody Wilson-Raybould, was the one defending this policy in court in January and in, 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 in later on into the spring. She was the one authorizing the attorney general to go to bat for this entire process and to claim that it was legal. So if Ralph Goodell put this on you know, Stephen Harper's government, it, he, he should be laughed at a parliament, and of course he didn't do that. He basically said that he didn't know about this program until just last month. Um, he intoned that he knew a little bit about it when um, CERC, which is the body that governs uh, reviews CSIS, uh, came out with a report. He kind of said he knew some aspects of it, but he point-blank told reporters yesterday that he didn't know the full scale of what was happening or the full scope of what was happening until last month, which, considering he is the man ultimately responsible for CSIS is completely flabbergasting. Um, and, you know, uh, what's even maybe potentially more um, frustrating or confusing is that Ralph Goodell's takeaway from all this was not necessarily that we need new laws to stop CSIS from collecting information on lawful Canadians, but instead he said we need to look at the act to see how we can authorize this sort of thing in a responsible manner, which really is, is exactly opposite what the, what the court said here. Um, Ralph Goodell has been, has been running uh, public safety or national security consultations for uh, some weeks now, and those consultations raise the possibility of authorizing CSIS to do all sorts of things that we don't currently let them do. So I don't think Ralph Goodell has taken away from this that, uh, you know, we need to clip CSIS's wings or rein them in. Instead, he seems to have taken uh, the approach that this is a clear invitation to draw up new legislation to spell out exactly how CSIS can obtain our metadata and can analyze that data and can obtain data without a warrant. So I I don't know that, that, that Ralph Goodell really took this ruling to heart. Well, and he seems to be suggesting that the system works, that there's judicial oversight of CSIS, and here we have a judge telling CSIS, no, you can't do that, and, and so there you go, problem solved. But as you say, I mean, it overlooks the fact this has been going on for more than 10 years. Yeah, you know, Ralph Goodell pointed to a 2014-2015 report, which was written some eight years after this program began, uh, which first noted that CSIS was basically lying to the court um, and, and, and pointed to that as evidence that the system works. If it takes eight years for your review body 
to catch wise to illegal material, illegal activities, and you know, pulling the wool over the eyes of a federal court, that's not a system that works. And nobody will tell you that the current uh, review body, CERC, is working. Uh, so the fact that he claimed that was an attempt to spin the issue by the minister, and you know, good on him for trying. Um, but the court even recognized here that it is still being kept in the dark about certain aspects of this spying. The court said that, you know, don't take from this ruling that we know what's going on, because we don't. Um, this is the most we could learn, but he basically said that CSIS is still obfuscating on many aspects of this. So, you know, this entire process really has put egg on the face of the federal government um, and it put egg on the face of, uh, of CERC and the public safety minister's office. All right. So where does this all go from here now? That's a really good question. I mean, it's up now is now up to CSIS to figure out what they're going to do with the data that is still being housed on these servers. It's up to the public safety minister to see uh, what he wants to do in terms uh, of new legislation or new regulations for, for CSIS. And it's up to CERC to determine uh, how it wants to kind of uh, manage or oversee um, or recommend uh, steps for CSIS to, uh, to, to uh, change its policies and regulations. Um, Ultimately, though, what I think what this does is, is, is like, it lights a bit of a, a fire under the feet of the federal government um, to address this. Instead of doing what they were doing before, which was putting out this big, broad public safety national security consultation and pretending like that's good enough. Um, what's more is that uh, the government legislation that will create a, a committee of parliamentarians to oversee our national security uh, organizations has rightly been criticized for being basically toothless in the last couple of weeks. Uh, and this kind of adds fuel to that fire, suggesting that maybe the federal government's um, silver bullet solution of creating a parliamentary committee is not quite as perfect as they make it seem. Yeah, it's quite a mess. Uh, more advice.com. Justin, thanks for joining us here today. I appreciate this. Thanks for having me. All right, Justin Ling with Vice News, and he's got the piece up today on this uh, Canadian spy database that we just found out about just yesterday. The Operational Data Analysis Center is what it was known as. And as uh, Justin Ling noted, there have been some vague references to it uh, over the years. There was uh, at one point a, a job posting on the CSIS website that's now deleted. And apparently there was a LinkedIn page for someone who was a former manager of the center. And uh, on that LinkedIn page, it referred to the Operation Data Analysis Center as the CSIS Center of Excellence for Big Data Exploitation. And that's pretty much all we knew about it. Even this ruling from this judge is still uh, heavily redacted in parts. So in terms of the nature of the data and some other questions, not a lot of answers. Uh, but it is certainly concerning that, A, this existed and nobody seemed to know about it, and, and B, that according to this federal court judge, it was pretty clearly illegal for CSIS to gather and retain this data. Now, what are they going to do with it, right? You'd think that it would logically follow... Now you must go and delete it. That, even that much isn't clear. Uh, so weird and, and troubling story here. 403-974-8255 is the number. We'll come back. Some more thoughts uh, on this. Much more still to come here on a Friday afternoon. Stay with us. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.